0: Sunday, and as we consider our theme for the day and the week, pressing on the upward way, Lord, lift me up, and no matter what I go through, let me stand. By faith on heaven's table land, no higher, I feel God right there. No higher place that I have found. Lord, plant my... Luke 23, I'm going to read in your hearing from the New Revised Standard Version. Two verses. And I want to begin reading. At verse 32, actually 39, Luke chapter 23, verse 39. When you have found it, lift your word in the air and say, Lord, thank you for your word. Let it be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Help me to hide it in my heart that I might not sin against you. Amen. We praise God for my father joining us on this morning, Deacon Ernest L. Gresham, Sr. Amen. I texted him and asked him if he would do the prayer this afternoon uh, because I had already actually put him on the program to do it, so I (laughs) thought I should at least let him know. Luke 23, verse 39, one of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him, Jesus, and saying, are you not the Messiah? Save yourself. Come down with me to verse 46. Verse 46 reads from the New Revised Standard Version. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. This is the word of God for the people of God. Blessed be the name of God. I would hashtag this sermon later on Twitter. Is it still Twitter? I don't know. It's just a big X now. I don't even know what we call it now. Praise the Lord. I would hashtag this next moment. I got to press on. I got to press on. Not got to. Got to. G-O-T-T-A. I gotta press on. Father, thank you for this opportunity to hear from you. Speak, Lord, thy servants wait to hear from thee. If it is your will, use me in such a way that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, I thank you for being my strength. Lord, I thank you for being my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. People of God sit together i got to keep pressing. When I began to think about this story, I began to think of my own life. I began to think about how sometimes life has a way of causing you to forget who God is. I have learned that we often forget who God is. Watch this in the better times of life. All right, now. It's in the good times of life when the bills are paid. We've got strength in our bodies. The cupboard, the refrigerator is full. The children are acting right. The spouse is doing everything that you need them to do. Springtime, the weather is cooperating. The grass is the right shade of green. When you call on people, they don't just answer, but they come to your rescue when you need them. I've learned that these are the times in life that we often forget about God. We often forget about God in the good times because we often wake up with the audacity to believe that we should be alive. Sometimes we wake up, we don't even pay attention to the fact Uh, that uh, it was God that woke us up in the morning, so sometimes we go about our day and never tell him thank you. Sometimes we, we take for granted that when we come home that the lights are still on and the water is still running and the house is still standing, the temperature is at the right degree on the thermostat. We take these things for granted sometimes, and I know this to be true because when the coin is flipped over, we all of a sudden remember... Jesus. What are you saying, Gresham? Thank you for asking. I'm saying that when we're sick, we know how to call on Him. But we forget Him when we're well. When we don't have any money to pay the bills, we, we know how to call Jehovah Jireh, our provider. But when the bills are paid, we forget that Jesus paid it all. Y'all won't say amen this morning. When, 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 when everybody around me is supporting me and standing with me, it's all good, but we don't remember that he's a friend who sticks closer than a brother until we find ourselves in a situation where we've got nobody but him to call on. We forget, we forget in our good health that he is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals until the doctor tells us something we didn't want to hear. It is in The bad times that we watch this, remember Jesus. But my Bible tells me that He'll keep me in perfect peace if I keep my mind. Stayed. The word stayed means not just sometimes, not just on the good days, not just when everything in my life is going well. But if I keep my mind stayed on Jesus, then my mind will be on him whether I'm up or whether I'm down. My mind will be on him whether I'm in or whether I'm out. My mind will be on him whether I have it all or whether I'm in a season of lack. I'll have him on my mind in the mountaintop and in the valley. If I keep my mind stayed. On him and when I began to look even at my own life, I began to recall how sometimes I had to learn how to hold back the towel. You know what the towel is, it's the little white towel. And even in this moment, I'm I'm picturing in my mind Rocky IV. Rocky IV, where we see the great fighter Apollo Creed in the ring with this Russian machine. And, 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 and he's just getting his head knocked from one side of the ring to the other. And in the last round, he gets over to his corner and he looks over at Rocky and he says, whatever you do, don't you throw in this towel. Because Rocky saw something that Apollo didn't see. He said, man, this is just supposed to be an exhibition fight. And you in there getting your head knocked from one side to the other. You can't go on anymore. But Apollo had something on the inside of him that said, I got to keep pressing, got to keep pressing on. So even I see the scene right now where Apollo, he's watching and uh, uh, he's in there, he's fighting and his wife is on the sidelines screaming and, and his other managers over there screaming at Rocky to throw in the towel. In fact, I can hear him say, throw the, he used an expletive right there. He said, throw the towel and." And and Rocky, he was looking, and he remembered that he made a promise to Apollo not to throw in the towel. And what I'm getting at here is Apollo in the midst of this fight, no matter what he was dealt with, no matter how many blows came at him, no matter how much it looked like the fight was over, even in the place of defeat, watch this. If you know the movie, you know that he died as a result of his injuries. So even to the point of death, Apollo Creed decided, I'm going to keep on pressing. Oh, that brings us to our text today. I, I began to think about how Jesus is now on the cross. He's on the cross, and that tells me that some 30-plus years, he has dealt with some things that should have caused him to give up the good fight. He dealt with, watch this, being rejected by his own friends and his own family. That's why the Bible tells us that he did not many works among his own people because of their unbelief. That's why he pulled a preacher out of Middlesex and brought him to Powhatan because there were some people who just didn't believe. I, I ain't talking about nobody. I, I don't know even where that came from. That, help me, Holy Ghost. He he had to deal with being chastised by his mother and his father, uh, Joseph, even at the very early age of 12, because he would have rather have been about his father's business in the house of the Lord. He had to deal, if you don't mind me saying, with being betrayed, watch this, by one of the very people he handpicked to walk with him and talk with him and tell him that he was his own. He he had to deal with the stress and the, the, the worry of one of his closest of the 12. His name was Peter, denying him three times even before the rooster crowed. He had to deal with all of these things, but in the midst of everything that Jesus went through, he continued to press on. He even went down to a river called Jordan, and he met with his cousin John, and he said, I need you to dip me down here in this water. And after that, you know the story, the Dove descended from heaven and a voice cried out to him saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Can I ask you this question this morning? Is anybody pleased with Jesus? Mm, mm, mm. He comes up out of the Jordan and immediately from there, watch this, he goes to a place of trial. He goes to a place of temptation. He goes to a place of trouble. Watch this. He goes to a lonely place. And let me tell you how he got there. The Bible says that the Spirit of God God. See y'all like to blame all your troubles on the devil. Y'all like to blame all your troubles on your enemy, on your adversary. And sometimes it's God that's taking you through the valley because that's where he wants to reveal himself to you. Sometimes it's God that lets you go through sickness so he can reveal his healing power to you. Sometimes it's God that helps you go through loneliness so he can reveal himself to be the best friend that you ever had. Sometimes God will let your lights get turned off, will let your car get repossessed, will let your house be foreclosed on, so he can remind you that everything that you have comes from him and sometimes he takes away what you have because you won't move it out the way so he can give you better look at somebody that say he just wants better he just wants better he just wants better so every once in a while, it's the Spirit of God that will allow you to go through some hardships in your life. But I've learned in these 38 years that it's in my hardships where I found God to be God. It's in my hardships where I learned how to lean and depend on Jesus. It's in my hardships that I learned, Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. It's in my hardships that I learned that he is my blessed assurance. It's in my hardships that I learned how to cry holy, holy Lord God all. Mighty, it's in my my hardships. And so we find Jesus faced with a hardship. At this point in time, he has already been falsely arrested and accused. At this point in time, he's already stood before a a, a partial Sanhedrin court. At this time, he's already been spat on, slapped in the mouth. See, that's where I would have lost it right there. I'm just telling you right now, I couldn't have been Jesus. I'd have never made it to the cross. You got one time to even spit in my direction, and it's going down. Praise the Lord. I will forget every assignment that the Lord has given me in Jesus' name. Why I couldn't be? yet. So come on, somebody ought to thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. I mean, spit on, slap, punch, push. Thrown to the ground. Then, watch this, they won't finish with a they Then they stood him up with a thief, a robber, a murderer. And the people chose him over Jesus. The same Jesus that healed mothers and fathers. The same Jesus that healed their children. The same Jesus that gave sight to the blind. The same Jesus that caused the lame to walk. The same Jesus that went out to a cemetery and said, Lazarus, get up out of that grave. That Jesus, they said, we don't want nothing to do with him. He ain't no good for us or to us. That same Jesus. I can only imagine how Jesus must have felt. Even though his spirit knew what he came to do, I, understand, I believe that his flesh still struggled with the fact that the very people he was getting ready to give his life for wouldn't accept him. But you know what Jesus did? He said, I got to keep pressing on. I got to keep pressing on. So now he goes through this trial, and, and, and Pilate was doing the best that he could. He really was. He said, I find no fault in this man. I, I, I need to let him go. But they said, no, nah, man, you don't you do that. If you, if you do this, you're not a friend of Caesar. So now Pilate is in a very uh, uh, hard place. We give Pilate a hard time, but Pilate was really trying to just get rid of this whole situation. And so Jesus, he finds himself now at the whipping post. They tell me that they beat him so bad they couldn't even recognize him. Thirty-nine lashes. I remember watching Passion of the Christ saying, and and I watched how they just destroyed his body. But watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He let it happen. He, He let them falsely accuse him. He let them come get him out of Gethsemane. He let them beat him all night long. Because remember, Pilate also said, don't you know I got the power to set you free or to crucify you? He said, the only power you got is the power my daddy gave you. He said, I know who I am. I know what I came to do. So he goes from the whipping post now. He's got a uh, crown of thorns on top of his head. I I hope I'm painting a nasty, filthy picture for it, because that's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was. Crown of thorns on his head, flesh falling from his body, bones and muscles and tendons exposed to the outside elements. Then they had the audacity to throw the cross up on his shoulder and say, carry your own cross. And you know what he chose to do? To keep pressing on. Carried that cross all the way to a hill called Calvary on Golgotha's mountain, the place of the skull. He took his own cross. To his own deathbed, Got there and he laid him on the ground. Drove the nails in his wrists and in his feet. Put him up on the cross. Dropped the cross down into a hole in such a way that his shoulders began to separate from his body. Pain and agony is what he went there for. But in the midst of all of that, Jesus said to himself, I got to keep pressing on. There, There he was. There he was. There he was on the cross. There he was, around resurrection time, yes. this thing we call Good Friday. We're going to talk about it. We got to talk about this Good Friday. I ain't got time to do it today, but we'll talk about it. Yes, we, 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 we hear these preachers talk about these seven sayings from the cross. and One of them had to deal with our text this morning where we have a thief who looks over at him and says, Hey, man, this is how in my mind I heard the conversation going. You're supposed to be the Messiah. Yes. Jesus of Nazareth. Listen. The inscription above your head says, Listen. King Listen. of the Jews. Listen. Save yourself yes. and save us. Now what we miss right here is the fact that the thief had enough faith to believe that Jesus could save him. That's why we got to be careful with how we treat people because the reality is life will push you into a position where you ain't got nobody else to call but Jesus. He said, save yourself and us. The other thief said, man, shut your mouth. He up here innocently. We up here for a reason. But I've got enough sense sense to say, God, Jesus, if you don't take me down off this cross, at least remember me. At least remember. Remember me. I, I didn't always do right, but in this moment, remember me. I, I didn't cross all my T's or dot all my I's, but Jesus, remember me. I didn't do everything mama and daddy taught me how to do. I didn't always give when I should have given. I cursed when I, I, I uh, should have been blessing. I, I tore down when I should have been uplifting. I, I discouraged when I should have been encouraging. But Lord, will you just remember me? And he said, you know what, I got you, I'll I'll remember you. He drops down a couple verses. I I preached one of these sayings a few years back, and this was the saying, Jesus hung his head and he gave up the ghost, and my topic for the night was keep your head up, because when I think about all that Jesus did for me all the way up to his last breath, his head was held high the entire time. His head was held high because he understood I got to keep pressing on. He understood that because he is the example that when I'm faced with a hardship, all I got to do is remember Jesus. If I can remember how he suffered for me all throughout the early hours of the morning, all throughout the afternoon, even up through uh, three o'clock in the afternoon. If I can remember how he suffered for me, I can understand that the little bitty thing I'm going through really ain't that serious. And the reality is I make my situation worse than what it is by focusing on the fact that I've got a mountain in front of me instead of focusing on the one that told me in Mark chapter 11 that if I confess and believe in my heart the Lord Jesus, I can speak to the very mountain that stands before me and command it to be cast into the sea. I've got to learn how to not be more concerned about the creation and be more concerned about the Creator. I've got to learn how to stop looking at the fact that my bills are not paid, and remember that He said, "If I give, it'll come back to me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and it won't just give it me what I need, but He'll give it to me running over." That means abundance. Look at somebody say abundance, abundance abundance. He wants to give me more than I am even asking him for. Why? Because he's a good God and he's a promise keeping God who is intent when he went to the cross was not just to die for my soul to be saved but to teach me how to survive hardship. I'm almost finished. My head hurts. I'm ready to go sit down and take these shoes off my feet now. But before I go, I just want to remind you that First Antioch for the rest of this year, we're going to be pressing on the upward way. Now, to press means to yeah. use force. Yes. To press, to move something means yeah. that the something I'm pressing up against has some weight. It's going to offer me some resistance. Yeah. Let me help you right there first. Yeah. And when we go towards our pressing, watch this, there will be some resistance. Watch this. There's going to be resistance from the community. There's going to be resistance from some of our brother and sister churches. Watch this. There's going to be some resistance by the person you're sitting right next to. Don't look at them. 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 Don't Don't lean over and tap them. Just Just look here. Just look here. There's going to be some resistance. Watch this. Watch this. There's going to be some resistance when we got to spend some money and we're looking at the account trying to figure out where it's coming from. There's going to be some resistance when we got to go out into the community and we know people are going to shoot us down and cuss us out and tell us no. Come on, Jehovah's Witnesses. There's going to be some resistance when it's time to partner with some other ministries in the community and they're not going to want anything to do with it. But guess what we're going to do? We're going to keep pressing on. There's going to be some times, watch this, watch this, where the enemy is going to come up against us and sickness is going to hit the house and and doubt is going to hit the house uh, and fear is going to hit the house. uh. But can I tell you something? God has not given First Antioch a spirit of fear but of love, power, and a sound mind. So we're going to keep pressing on. There's going to be some days where we're not going to always agree. There's going to be some days where we're not always going to get along. There's going to be some days where we might want to knock each other out. But at the end of the day, we're going to keep pressing on. I've only been here for a year, but I thank God for how he took us into the pandemic. Because it was in the pandemic that we learned, watch this, how to do some new things that we won't do before. It was in the pandemic where we understood that God is our keeper. It's not the family. It's not the money. It's not the fact that the doors are open. But the reason that we're still here is because God kept us and told us to keep pressing on. He didn't just take us in to it, and he didn't just keep us in it, but I thank him on this first Sunday in August that he's brought us out of it, and I come to tell somebody on this sixth day of August that you've got to keep pressing on. Yeah, I know it's going to get lonely, but you got to keep pressing on. If Jesus could take 39 lashes, wear a crown of thorns on his head, carry his own cross, take the nails in his body, be stabbed in his side, be ridiculed by people right at his feet, but continue to say, I've got to press on. Then you can press on too. Why am I going to press on? Because there's somebody connected to me that needs to see me make it. There's somebody connected to me that if I don't make it, they're not going to make it. So even in my weakest, hour, I've got to say, God, give me the strength to run on and see what the end's going to be. Paul said it this way, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. You ought to high five your name and just say press on, press on, press on, press on, press on, Don't mind the resistance, just press on. Don't mind what he said or what she said, just press on. Don't worry about what they're going to say, just press on. I know you don't feel good, but just press on. I know you're sick in your body, but just press on. I know you're tired and don't feel like doing it, but press on. I know you're ready to throw in the towel, but just press on. I feel like pressing on. The upward away. New heights I'm gaining every day. And still I'm praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet. Take me out the mire, clay, but plant my feet on a rock to stay. Jesus said, like Jesus said it like this. Jesus said it like this. Jesus said it like this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He's up there with those two thieves. Yes. One is like, get us off these crosses. Yes. 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 When he was in the court, they questioned him. You say you're the son of God? Complain. What was his response? He ain't say nothing to him. The reason why something you can't get to your next place is because you're still trying to fight battles. God never called you to fight. Every once in a while, every once in a while, you got to look at your adversary right square between eyes. And that's it. that's it. I had to learn something. Don't everything require a response? Because watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Sometimes your best response is no response. She. Because I've had, I've had to learn. I've had to learn. If I open my mouth, I'm going to cuss. That's just it. That's, I'm, I, know, I, I, I wish I was more saved like some of y'all. I, I do. I do. I, I had to learn how to shut up because I didn't know, always know what was going to come out of my mouth. And the last thing I want is my witness to be wasted. Because you know the preacher started, that's the first thing, look at the preacher. He called himself a man of God. What he going to teach me? Using them four and five letter words. One day I'll be saved like the rest of y'all but Just know the Lord is yet working on me. Hallelujah. But that's the testimony. The testimony is that he's still working on me. You know what that means? You can throw me away, but he's still working on me. Some of y'all missed it. You can reject me all you want to. He's still working on me. Isaiah told us, uh, uh, Jeremiah told us a story about the potter. And how it was messed up in the hand, the clay was messed up in the potter's hands. You know what he didn't do? He didn't throw it away. No. He didn't get rid of it. Amen. He took that same nasty, messed up, disformed, deformed piece of clay, put it right back on the wheel, and began working on that same piece again. Amen. And that's why I got to keep pressing on. Because even if I mess it up, even if I get it wrong, I know that he'll put me back on the wheel. Say, come on, Gresham, we got to get this thing right now. We got to get this thing right. We got to get this thing right. I had to figure something out. There are some people who will never hear the gospel if I don't preach it. That, hold on. That ain't got nothing to do with me because watch this. There are some people that will never hear the gospel if you don't preach it. Uh-oh. There are some people waiting to hear from you. Humble yourself in this place and say, you know what, Lord, whatever you want to do with me, use me. Excuse me. Y'all can stand. I'm finished. My back's sweating. I feel my T-shirts clinging to me. The thief said, get us down. Jesus didn't even respond to him. He responded to the other one. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. He looked at the clock and he said, well, it's about that time. So he said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. He pressed all the way through. All the way through. Can, can I encourage you? What you're going through ain't that serious. I know you think it is because it feels heavy. It's uncomfortable. Some of you are in a place where God is stretching you out. You know how a muscle grows, don't you? A muscle grows by mass and resistance. It it grows by being worked. It grows by being stretched. When a muscle grows, the muscle is actually torn first so that when it regrows, it's bigger than what it was before the tear. Sometimes God will allow us to be stretched and torn and pulled apart just so we can be stronger in the next season. But you got to make a decision to do what? To press on. press on. Press on. Press on. Press on. In this moment, I would ask this question if you're in this room on this communion Sunday. You have not given your life to this Jesus that we preach and teach about. I would invite you to do that today. I would invite you to come. I'll pray with you. Because tomorrow is coming. We just don't know what it's going to bring. If tomorrow comes, if I lay down tonight, close my eyes, and I don't get to wake up up and open my eyes in the morning, I want to be ready to go walk in Jerusalem like John. John. In order for me to be ready, I've got to confess with my mouth and believe in my heart the Lord Jesus that God raised him from the dead. That's what Roman 10, 9 tells me. If you haven't given your life to Christ, will you just lift your hand right where you are? We want to pray with you and pray for you. Don't take all day because this is, a, this is a very serious decision. And I promise you it's going to be the best decision that you ever make in your life. Come on, every eye closed, every eye closed, every eye closed. If you're watching online, if you're watching online and it's you, you want to give your life to Christ, will you just type in the comment section, it's me, it's me. It's me, it's me. We will reach out and pray with you and connect with you. Hallelujah. If it's you and you desire to partner with this ministry, First Antioch Baptist Church, let me tell y'all, we ain't nowhere near perfect, but we try. We don't always get it right, but we try. Sometimes we make mistakes, but we try. Will you come and try with us? Help us do the work. The harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few, and we're just asking you to come in and labor with us. If it's you, will you just lift your hands in the room? If you're watching online, just type in the in the chat section partnership, partnership, partnership. Come to Jesus. Father, we thank you for this morning's rising, these brand new mercies you have allowed us to see on today. Thank you for allowing us to hear a word from you to remind us that in everything we go through, to keep pressing on. You taught us how to fight when we don't feel like fighting, how to run when we don't feel like running. Lord, every once in a while, you'll call us to stand still and see the salvation. But every once in a while, you'll call us to the battlefield to fight. Equip us, train us, strengthen us. Give us the endurance that we'll need to run on and see what the end is going to be. God, thank you for the story of your son Jesus, who through the bloodshed pressed on, who through disappointment pressed on, who through denial pressed on, who through betrayal pressed on, who bore the cross at Calvary, he still pressed on. Help us to be like Jesus, to press on through it all. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. In this moment, let us prepare to receive the Lord's Supper. Just now, just now, Come on, oh, come to Jesus just now.